This is Lash LaRue, and you're shooting the poop with my buddy here, man. Keep watching, keep listening, and keep downloading. This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and you are listening to Shooting Poop. Are gonna, are gonna flip, so. Shooting Poop. <laughs> the following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. You fucking goon. I actually admit... I actually you fucking missed you for about five. I actually missed you for like five seconds, and then you opened your fucking mouth and ruined Did it. Did you? Did you? Yeah. I missed you too. I, I missed you too. But okay. it's gone now. Fuck. Oh, oh, don't don't do that. Don't do that. It's gone. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's how we open up episode one fifteen. A little bit of love, a little bit Jesus of hate. Jesus Christ, one fifteen. One fifteen. One fifteen, dude. What I gotta You've ask, what are you motherfuckers while. doing with your You're life that you watched 115 episodes of this drivel? I just have to know. <laughs> and whatever it is, you keep doing it because we love the views. Oh, yeah, I know what's on the show. I can't believe I can't believe we're doing 115 episodes and we're gonna be talking about the bullshit we're talking about tonight. This is so <laughs> enthralling. I can't believe it. Yeah, Fuck. bury the show before we fucking record it, but thanks. Turn it off yeah. now, you fucks. Yeah, run away, run away quick. Because it's about Did, to get stupid. Th- thanks, you guys. I, I really... <laughs> you know what? Talking about stupid, Dennis, what's that joke of yours this week? I'm glad you asked because I got a good one this week. So, okay. Go Why, ahead. Okay. So, rule of advice. You should never throw sodium chloride at someone. You want to know why? Why? Because that's assault. <sighs> Get off I the really buttons. Hate it here now. I just want to try one show where we're fucking happy to do this with each other. 115 episodes, and you guys are still fucking just, oh. Okay. Okay. Speak for yourself. I'm always happy. Because I've been waiting a fucking week to do this. We're going to go completely off topic now. Why have topic? Don't fucking sit and cry down there because I'm going to defend your dumb old ass, Sean. So check this out. I listen. I can be I dumb or I can be this. old, bro. But don't throw both in there. That's just rude. You're getting you're getting both when you're being a bitch. When I'm about to fucking knock Javon's dick in the dirt <sighs> about <laughs> last episode. I'm fucking like 
yeah, I'm really over missing you, motherfucker. <laughs> this is why bitches leave. This is why bitches leave you. Oh, <laughs> you know. shit. But they I, give you a candle afterwards. Yeah, but guess what, Bubba? You might be in that boat too, dog. Go out in the garage. Yeah, so, where's where's no, Costco no, no. Garage? And I'm it's good, a brother. Garage. See, this we're done. She's riding the manage mad the magic pony, and I'm throwing the belt over my shoulder. That's right, bitches. Deal with it. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> don't have a stroke or anything, old man. Don't worry, baby. No, I'm Shut good. The fuck up. Listen. <laughs> Whoa! Look at that guy. That's called birth control, right there. Talk um, about a stroke. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers. But I have a serious issue with last week's episode. I have a serious <laughs> problem with Jovan because I listened to the episode sober, also, which I've, actually helped a lot. But that's besides I, the point. This is where I need a little air bubble that pops up. And- Goes, gee, I wonder what he's going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Proceed, oh. sir. <laughs> I listened to the entire segment where Jovan basically shits on CM Punk, right? <clears throat> Dude, he didn't just shit. He spread his Oh, my God. But I have a problem with his logic because he's wrong. He actually had logic? Hang on. Stop. Listen. Just listen. So... I understand Jovan's point of saying that CM Punk isn't deserving of being in the Hall of Fame compared to Randy Orton. But your argument makes no sense. And here's why. You argued with Sean and Dennis saying that, oh, you have to compare apples to apples. But you weren't. You were basing Randy Orton is deserving of the Hall of Fame based on accolades. Right. And you did mention that because you also mentioned about how Punk's only been like a two time champion, whatever, WWE champion. And Randy has all these title runs, all these things. The criteria has to be accolades. And if that is the case, over half of the WWE Hall of Fame shouldn't be in there, including people like Scott Hall. He doesn't deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame based on that. Um, Every valet manager most of these fucking legends tell me what has george the animal steel done for professional wrestling well he was a five-star performer didn't you know that joseph did not win a fucking title right so that argument is invalid now to say it's deserving based on merit of what they've done for the business there's also a large argument for a lot of people not to be in the hall of fame because they haven't done much for the business. They are just a name talent, a fan favorite. So based on your argument, Javon, people like Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, people like probably like a Kofi Kingston or um, you can go down a list. I mean, honestly, you, you could pull any top WWE superstar outside of Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, And that's pretty much it. And none of them would really quite hit the criteria for being voted in the Hall of Fame based on accolades. Punk would be in that category. However, you look at it like this. And this is what you're you're arguing. You were arguing that he's not deserving compared to Randy based on accolades. But you're also 
saying that others should be in based not on accolades, but it, it, you basically made an argument that shit on what their opinion was for your opinion and saying your opinion was built on solid fact when you flip flop between two. That's what you did. And I listened to it and I was so frustrated with it because there's a lot of, rest- there's a lot of wrestlers that don't belong in the hall of fame, in my opinion, at but should half. Be. at least, at least half. And trust me, I actually spent the week going back and looking through Hall of Fame classes. Mick Foley doesn't deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. There's one. What? How many titles did he win? See, three world titles, tag titles, original hardcore champion. Hardcore champion doesn't mean shit to me. That's not a real belt. So a tag team title, a tag team championship run with The Rock minimal world titles like that doesn't qualify and don't say he he changed the business for hardcore because he was not the person who was such an innovator as others were in that like terry funk he just yeah like terry funk for instance he just happened to stand out in that category but he didn't innovate he didn't change the business or make it something amazing now, personally, do I think Mick Foley should go in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I do. But I don't look at the overall accolades in in a fucking kayfabe world, dude. <laughs> like, let's be real. We're talking. It's the same thing with the PWI 500. We're get, we want to talk and give, oh, my God, look at this top 10. Who gives a flying fuck? They got booked right because somebody likes them in the back. Cool. Good. Because there's a lot of people in the top 10 that were like that. It's the same thing with the WWE Hall of Fame. So you can't say somebody's not deserving for what they did. And now if you really want to go deserving on who did more for the industry, CM Punk goes in the Hall of Fame and Randy Orton doesn't. And that's that's a fact based on what did Orton do to change the business? Good, bad, or indifferent? Nothing. Compared has nothing. He's a, he's a start-to-finish career WWE wrestler. He's a third-generation talent. I get that. But that did not do or change anything in the course of wrestling history. And you can argue how, like, what exactly was a big change in the course of wrestling history. But somebody like Punk, whose character has evolved in ver- different iterations through his career. You're going to tell me the pipe bomb didn't change things in 2011? in a very fucking PG WWE product. And he turned it back to going towards a more mature audience. He made it interesting and cool to watch wrestling again. Be perfectly honest with you. I don't think there's a bullet club without having the pipe bomb. The bullet club doesn't exist and have that outlaw American faction. That was prototypical CM Punk 2011 WWE. I don't think that goes. I don't think it happens. There's a lot of See, that's reasons a- to say that Punk made it. And I'll let you go in a second, Sean. But no, Randy fine, hasn't done no, that. Keep going. Randy hasn't done stuff. that. But I still think Randy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for the type of career he had, for think? the type of matches mm-hmm. he's had. But that doesn't change the wrestling business. So your argument, you flip-flopped. You shit on their opinion for CM Punk because you don't personally like CM Punk, and that's fine. But you can't say somebody is not deserving 
when the truth is people that you love to put in there aren't deserving, but you still want them in. Can't have it both ways. And that's apples to apples comparison. See, that's a much bigger argument than you're full of shit. Yeah, that's all I would. He hit, we, he, I, there's part of me that thinks that he just did that to see so I'd get fucking worked up on the show. Like he does that. Oh, I, sometimes. I, I can't. So. I, well, if that the was the case, dude. mission accomplished. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, you got really he, worked up. He's the he's the one guy in my life that I can't. I'm like that dude in, in Iron Man Two. I'm like, I can't read you. You're like a sphinx. Give me like, give me something. I have like, I can't tell when he's legit fucking with me or not. I legit can't because he's so straight faced when he when he does it. So there was there's mm-hmm. a part of me that thinks. He did. He was just trying to get me worked up, and that—that's why he said it. Now I know there's parts of that argument that you believe, and I understand that because you're not a punk fan, and I, you know, and that's fine. I, I completely respect that. I do because he isn't for everybody. He's not the most stylish performer. He's not the smoothest performer, and I get all that. And he's not. You know, I'm a Chicago guy. It makes sense. So I get all that. But like I said, that, you know, all I could come up with is you're so full of fucking shit because I was just so caught off guard by it. I was just like, you know, and then, I mean, even I was kind of, as I listened back and watched it back last weekend, I was like, dude, yeah, you just kind of fucked yourself up right there because you didn't have any kind of argument other than shut the fuck up. You're being, you're full of shit. When honestly, what I should have said was punk's not for you. And I get that. But what you're saying is, is they like, time career performer in wwe who pretty much had the business handed to me not taking anything away from i'm a huge fan of randy orton i think he's probably one of the best natural in-ring workers that i have ever seen but randy orton has never been about making the locker room better making the business better changing things he's always just been about randy orton it's the one character flaw that the man has as far as a professional wrestling goes, I don't know him personally. I'm sure there's more, but with all of punk's bullshit and all the things that went on, whether it was an AEW WWE before he left, or even anything that happens from now, I think he's just the kind of guy that just believes in. He's not going to change or back down for anybody. And in some circles that would be called character. The man has character. He has beliefs and he believes in it. Is he always right? No, I can fucking sit here and admit that he's made mistakes and he's handled shit stupid. But when you're in a lawless fucking company where the wrestlers are policing them fucking selves and you're one of the top stars in the business, the needle mover, the guy that got you 700,000 more viewers than you had before he got there and that you lost once he left. If you can't, get behind that or even understand that, then all I can draw from it is it's a personal thing with you. You just don't like the guy and that's fine. And I completely respect that. I really do because there's guys that I don't like, like I have no problem saying who I don't like. So I completely, as far as that goes, a hundred percent respect that because you'll stick to your guns. You don't ever back down when you feel like you're right. And God damn it. That's what we're doing here. So that's the way it should be, man. You know, that's just how I feel. I wish I'd have said all that last week instead of saying you're full of fucking shit. 
because right. that's all I could come up with. I was just stunned. Oh, yeah. You're full yeah, you know what though? That sounded better. <laughs> just telling him that he sounded like he was full of shit. That sounded better. Well, dude, you know, he knew what he was saying. He knew he was going to get me worked up with that. He knew he, he knew I was going to fucking get worked up over it. Yeah, that's don't you see the shit eating grin he's got on his face right now? Yeah. He, I still love him, dude. He's still my brother. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's dumb as a rock, but I love him. God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really so funny is dude, of the four of us, I'm pretty sure he's got the highest IQ in doing the <laughs> doing shit that we, we couldn't be fucking doing. I drive uh, a fucking truck for a living, dude. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, salt of the earth, brother. That's why we love trucks, you. Brother. That's it. That's it, baby. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I want the job that has the least amount of responsibility. I just got to keep it between the, the lines, man, and I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but all that, all that said, all that said, it was a good episode last week. It was a good conversation. It was, it was a good episode. Solid topic. Agreed. Javon sucks with his opinions. But still, <laughs> you still pulled through his his, you know, speaking to me, he sucks with his opinions. He also sucks with his Dusty impersonation. Just ask Sean. That was dog I shit, by the way. <laughs> I, hey, I look. That I was like you, Jack bad. I love Why do you, I do but, this? but that. I don't know, bro. <laughs> that we're still, we're, we're, we're actually, we're still trying to figure that out, too. But it don't work if you're not here. So we keep you around. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're a vital I, piece of the machine. Yeah, that impression's living rent free in my head right now, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't fucking like it at all. I I honestly did not start out wanting to do the dusty, but after yeah. like <laughs> Sean yeah. threw in there, and it's it Rick just Dale, turned please. into it just <laughs> terribly. And then by the by the time I caught on to what I was doing, I'm like, well, fuck, I have to bring it home. Yeah, Ooh, now you got to bring it home. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, you brought it home when your Uber driver is fucking all pilled to the gills and drives you through the fucking front of your house. <laughs> That's how you brought it home, bud. Well, like Ricky you Bobby it, driving you thought the it car was a good idea. You thought you were being responsible, but then you didn't know that guy was all fucked up and was just like, oh, it's your front door. <laughs> Boom, right there. That's what happened. Brother, I, I'm going to tell you what. I miss you when you're not here, bro. I miss you when you're not here. <laughs> Fuck yeah. God damn it. I got to have a tag team partner. I can't do this shit alone with these two. I just can't do it. I mean, DDJ were getting getting along better last week. That never happened. We always... Like fucking best friend. We couldn't get I know, further on like, the spectrum away from each other. Yeah. I think this Fuck is yeah. about one of the very well, few times sure you and spectrum. I were like ever like like simpatico <laughs> or like exactly the same on a topic. Yeah, they it's both like, were on the uh, spectrum. At the same yeah, time. it's like the, yeah, the yeah. enemy of my enemy is my friend. Autism. <laughs> both of them with yeah, the taste. I of say that with the kind, the most thing. love possible. No, I know, brother. I love you too. I love you too. All right, man. Let's get this Why shit started. What are we talking? What are we talking about? Stupid or otherwise? Oh. Yeah, we're only about 20 minutes in, so. Well, apparently you guys know this shit better than I do because everything I do fucking sucks. What the fuck y'all want to talk about? I'm no, not like, We didn't say everything you do sucks, man. We didn't say that. My take sucks. My dusty sucks. 
Everything I did sucks. Y'all fucking run the show. Well, dude, what do y'all want to do? The TikToks were really good. You want to talk about the TikToks were really good. I don't. I, I, yeah, yeah, there you go. The TikToks were really nowhere good. close hey. to Gabby's TikToks, but I'm trying. But, but you know what? Though? You'll get there, brother. For someone You'll get who's there. just starting, dude. You you had you did really well, man. I I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some yeah. love on the TikToks, man. Yeah, I liked it. I appreciate I it. it. I, I got in there and I tried, man. I did. I'm not gonna. Lie. Well, we've already got over 200 views on the TikTok videos and stuff that we that we just you just posted. So it's not bad. We need to get our TikToks back up. So I'm we sure will. this opening montage is gonna be great for TikTok. <laughs> me getting just annihilated. Yeah, we'll have to make that TikToks. Yeah, no, that's just fucking yeah. It was just your turn, dude. It was just your turn. It's always my turn, baby. And that's that's It'll that's why turn. I'm here because be you, turn you need people like me. The bad guy. You're Steve Harvey, brother. You're our Steve Harvey, dude. <laughs> Steve Harvey. You're Steve Harvey, man. Oh, yeah, man. Jesus. He's the MC. He runs the shit. All right. So we have our bright spots, man, but Joe Vaughn's always going to be leading the show. <laughs> Y'all have your moments, but, but we have to keep it together. Actually, before we get off Punk, did you guys see that who his first match is going to be? Yep. No, who? Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Dominic Mysterio. I think it's at the Madison Square Garden show after Christ the Christmas one or whatever. After Christmas, yeah. What else are they going to give that kid? God damn. <laughs> Dude, you, hey, no. look. All, getting off Punk for a second. You got to give that kid props, man. You have to. You have to. I'm. I'm not sitting here saying he. I'm not sitting here saying he's burning the world down, but the kid's got fucking real heat. He's going. Who's got more with guys? Yeah. Who's who's got got more heat heat than the WWE right now? now Dom Mysterio. Who's getting? Who's getting more heat than Dominic Mysterio in the WWE right now? And I didn't watch that NXT bullshit last weekend because I don't watch NXT, but I watched clips from the match. And dude, that was a pretty solid match. I mean, he can go. He's he's still a little slow in certain spots, a little tentative, but he in certain spots. But he mm -hmm. he's farther along in the first year of his career than Jay Cargill ever was. (laughs) I'm gonna admit I'm gonna admit something (laughs) to you guys that I didn't tell you in the pre-show was. (laughs) The only part of NXT I watched was the Dominic Mysterio match, the opening match. What'd you think? And I, What'd you think? I watched the start to finish. And my biggest comment of watching that match was, God damn, that kid knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He does. I watched, I watched that match, and watching him work is okay. The hardest part is you, you can't compare him to like Randy. Like Randy just no. got it, right? Randy, okay. yeah. yeah. Randy's like a level of talent, man. I mean, it just like it's and, like you know from you're the legit blood. Yeah. He Randy had the movements natural, right? I feel like Dominic in a tough spot, his dad is super fucking loved. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the connection to Eddie Guerrero, who's fucking beloved all time. His real dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have <laughs> a hard road because of that. But that kid yeah. has put in so much fucking work to get better. He knows how to fuck. He knows how to work the fucking crowd. 
that heat is not just people hating Dominic because he's in, like, you know, it's just Dom, right? That heat is truly, I watched that match and I was like, God damn, he worked that fucking crowd. Yeah. They, he, that's legit heel heat. And he can his go. ring psychology, bro. He's advanced with ring psychology, like he so far advanced. And you know what? Yeah. The moves and the footwork and all that shit will keep coming over time. But think of where yeah. he started to now. Yeah. Yep. He's fucking good, and they trusted him to have the opening fucking match. You know it. On a you, know how yeah, on a you go yeah. first or you go last, and there was That's a. Where well, you dude, I mean, be. it was. When they first uh, – go ahead, DDJ. I'll make my point after you. I, go ahead. I, I was just going to say there was a stretch like a few months ago where he main evented Raw, NXT, and SmackDown like all in the same weekend. There's not really many yeah. guys out there that can do – that that can say they've done that, you know. So oh, go ahead, Sean. I, I think the smartest thing they did with that kid was flipping him heel. Absolutely. It was absolutely. the absolutely smartest thing that they did with that kid. He could have stayed baby face and been teaming with his dad, but he was always going to be Ray's son if he did that. Mm-hmm. Flipping him right. heel gave that kid so much freedom to just do whatever. the. F- and I'm and I don't take this the wrong way. I'm not comparing him to Rock. Obviously, he's not Rock. I was literally going to say the same fucking was, thing. It, it reminds mm. me of when no i'm not dude i'm not putting him on no no no, no. I, I, I'm I, I i no no that. i'm not saying you are but i get I'm what you're saying, saying like and that just hit that my, hit me so i get i get why point, you're saying it so my, i get it yeah my point is is like when rock flipped heel he was a different guy yep and he then was, it was he so, wasn't he wasn't the smiling i mean rock it opened up something in him it it, it let him be him and i feel like and I'm not saying Dom is rock. I'm not saying he's going to be as big. I'm not, I'm, it's got I, nothing yep. to do with that. I'm just saying the comparison of flipping heel turned that kid. It turned it flipped a switch in it him and allowed his that career. kid the freedom. It saved his career. Yeah. It saved his career because he's a legit shit heel man. He runs from everybody. He's hiding behind a woman. He's in a group who's yep. constantly helping him win, and that's where the heat comes from. Yep. So. And it's an interesting comparison. I I, I see it. Uh, same thing could be said about Roman Reigns. Roman didn't go over until he went heel, dude. I it's think something so. about yeah. these guys that when uh, I don't know Dom personally, I don't know Roman personally, I don't know The Rock personally. Yeah. It's something about them though. When you let them be closer to who they really are, it comes out when they're heels, yeah, and they're able the to take themselves and dial it up. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one more works. Exa- I'll give you one more example of someone when he got to be more like himself <coughs> for him. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. It's it's just Different something level, about yeah. being comfortable in what you're doing. You're you're not having to be something you're not. And these guys, like these epic heel turns, man, they make careers, like we said, rock Austin with the 316. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman, because I mean, shit, we went from booing Roman for being in every WrestleMania to now acknowledging the tribal chief. That didn't come overnight. And for Dom, I, I could see the Rock comparison 
because yeah, I'm not comparing died. to the rock. I'm just comparing him no, no, no. to the, like, the trajectory. Just the heel after turn. Yeah, the that's turn. it. Yeah. Yeah. The trajectory after the turn. Because the rock went from, you know, Rocky Maivia who smiling, blue dangling bullshits yeah. to you know, we will get the respect we deserve with the nation and just completely right. no, you suck. I don't suck, you suck. But what Dom Dom's turn happened and it's something that shouldn't have worked the way it did because prison dom on the surface is so fucking stupid i get it but that's where the heat yeah it's where the heat but it worked it and that's the perfection fucking good heels do you can take such a shit thing and make it work i mean God well, damn! To, like that. I mean, that look, proves okay. you the kind of talent he can be. When you and, and it, it's not just like that, it. but it's his look too. I mean, look at him. So, so, so look at that look. kid. Tall, skinny, lanky. He's rocking the Eddie Guerrero mullet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right saying? There. Like, everything pause. about him screams. Hard pause. Shut up, real quick. Because you're gonna blow the load on the question. Goddamn. <clears throat> He's like, I gotta get yeah, it out. Gonna... It screams, Hill. It screams, Eddie. I'm... Slow the fuck down. I got the question to ask. Think right. unsexy thoughts. Jesus Christ. Dennis, does that work? Never mind. I don't want to know. Um... <laughs> Chavo Guerrero came out again and is talking about people making money off of Eddie's name. Eddie's mannerisms, you know, apparently he was on some indie show where the guys before him did a lot of Eddie tributes and he was butthurt because he's like, well, what the fuck do I do? Maybe your fucking moveset. But anyway, (laughs) which was completely and totally inspired by his cousin. Yeah, yeah. But um, then he got to mentioning Dom about, you know, good for Dom making the money that he is and doing what he's doing basically off of the Guerrero name. I don't well, what do you what do you guys feel on that with, with Chavo is is Dom getting over just cuz he's using the Eddie tactics cuz of the hair cuz no. of all that? No, no. Yeah, no. I'm in the and same my, boat. And my argument with that for Chavo is are were you bitching to Ray? Were you bitching about Ray after fucking Eddie passed and everything the entire fucking build up to the world title was all about Eddie for Ray. Were you, no, you weren't no. you were fucking mm-hmm. you were there hugging and crying re- with Ray after he won the fucking title. Don't yeah. fucking say Walking that. Walking out with Eddie's wife. Yeah. Come on. And honestly, yeah. if anybody, if anybody who is not a fucking blood relative to Eddie gets a pass for using anything Eddie inspired, it's probably going to be Ray and Dom. Yeah. Let's absolutely. be honest. Like I give, I'll give a fucking pass to Dom, you know, for for that because to you know they're not blood related, but to Dom that's still Uncle Eddie, like yeah. you know, his kayfabe dad. Yeah, yep. I mean, Dom gets a pass, but I do agree with Chavo. With everybody has to do a fucking Eddie tribute for doing some shit. Like I, I don't like I I hate that. You guys know that I've already said it a bunch on the show. Mm-hmm. It annoys the fuck out of me. Like I love FTR. Do I want to see FTR doing a fucking Eddie tribute? What the fuck for, dude? Yeah. 
I wouldn't like, see those guys doing it though. Well, I mean, it's just it, they have, they have, and and that's the thing. It's it's like it's the move set. Like anytime Kevin Owens has done a frog splash his entire career. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he stole it from Eddie or he was inspired by it, but even it, it's not so much what the wrestlers are doing while they're performing. These are their move sets. They're doing that. Anytime Michael Cole says, Oh, it's, you know, a frog splash tribute to it's usually the announcers that are bringing up the comparisons yeah. to mm-hmm. shades of Eddie Guerrero. Star, yeah. yeah, stars who have passed. Vintage Eddie Guerrero. Vintage Eddie Guerrero yeah. or whatever. And I think two things. One, I mean, Dom with the Eddie mullet, it's heat, man. It's just heat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's heat. Yeah. And I get that. I totally get that. But for Chavo, maybe it's just a little bit jealousy because this little, this little kid, I mean, he's a kid, bro. He's still a kid. Yeah. This kid who can't even grow facial hairs, making way more money than you ever made, and is a better in-ring performer and done definitely, a lot more shit yeah. in one year than you have your entire career. And your only upside ever in the WWE was tagging with your with your uncle. Yeah, done. I is, can't is disagree Chavo, with that. I can't. Disagree is Chavo with that. talented? Yes, but if anybody rode the coattails of Eddie Guerrero, it was Chavo. Oh, come on. He's like Lanny Poffo. Yeah. <laughs> so then you start making the argument, is Chavo just salty? But because he's not the one reaping all the money from Eddie. Yes. And that, that's when I, I have a problem with that. Like, okay. I, I, that's, I, I think that's the issue, dude. Because mm-hmm. you look at the family, it was always Gory. Gory Guerrero was the big one. One of the first big ones to break out was Gory. Then you see mm-hmm. Chavo Classico, Chavo's dad. Hector Mondo. Yeah, and then out of the brothers, Hector, Mondo, all of them. But then that next generation superstar was Eddie. He was the one. And, Eddie and you don't Eddie, think yeah, Eddie and Chavo, it was Eddie. And any good thing that say, Chavo had, it was tied to the matches with Eddie. All I can say is if Eddie was alive right now, He'd be watching Dom and be just clapping and be proud of him. He'd be, love look, it. Look I'm at him go. Yeah. There's no way. 100%. There's only one, per- there's only one person. Yeah, for sure. There's only one person who has never once tried to capitalize on the Guerrero name, who downplayed it as much as they could. And that was his wife. She's never, ever. Did she stay working? Did they pay her the contract that they were paying Eddie and she come to work? Yeah. Did she go by Vicky Guerrero? Yes, she did because that was her name. That's what she mm-hmm. did. But did she? My she ain't husband, like Dana Warrior. Yeah. yeah. She ain't no. like Dana Warrior. Everything's promoting her dead husband. I mean, and all respect, that's fine. I get it. You loved him and you think he was a great man and whatever. He's the father of your kids. But Vicky Guerrero to this day is still never – she, it's not like she was walking around, per, you know, permanently wearing Eddie Guerrero merch. She wasn't yeah. coming out to his music. She didn't. She had her own. She was thing. her own character. Exactly. She was her own character. Yeah. And a damn good one, too. Yeah, she really was, man. And oh, a sweet lady. Jesus. I got to meet her. She was a she's a really great lady. Very she much so. Yes. Really nice. 
Gentlemen, for being 30 minutes in on an episode where we've talked really nothing that I have scheduled for the night, I think we're doing really well. What else do you want to talk about tonight? Let's talk about the Von Erics getting shit on last night on AEW. Oh, my God. <sighs> Jesus Christ, dude. I I don't know. Talk about a dick in the ass. I've never had one, but I'd imagine that's how it feels. Yeah, you know? That's like prison dick in the ass, dude. You got yeah. one of the greatest performers of all time. And he ends up doing a spot with fucking Orange Cassidy. Two minutes, dude, and you could barely hear what he was saying. The mics were terrible. They well, I mean, I mean, I love I love Kevin to death, but you really don't need a hot mic for yeah. Kevin right now. But it's they're in Dallas. Do something. I I play it, some yeah. play some generic Western music. Let the boys and Kevin come down the fucking ring. Screw playing the Western, the generic Western music. Fork out the money and get uh, what you might call Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. TK can afford that. Fuck Ted Nugent. Don't yeah, but the AEW fans will cry because it's Ted Nugent. Fuck, fuck that exactly. motherfucker, dude. Fuck yeah, him. they they could have had Mikey. Um, the fuck's his name? Mikey Ruckus. Ruckus. There we go. Ruckus. Do something cool, man. Something fucking Texas. Something real fucking. <clears throat> yeah. You know, Von Ericky, because he and, does that. Well, I mean, they, they promoted it like there was they were gonna do something. Exactly, and that's what that I was, was my issue. Say. That was I was gonna say. They promoted like the couple weeks before. I was saying, oh yeah, this Dallas, the Von Erichs are gonna be there. And usually, when they do something like that, it's a match. Or it's something. like they they or they have them come out into the ring and cut a promo or something, and then some wrestler gets involved and it leads to something. Not some stupid ass backstage skit where like the Von Erichs actually Ross and Marshall. I don't think they would. Did any of them even actually speak? One Zero of words, just accept- Kevin. When he accepted the uh, match, the dude, and that was maybe the you. one good thing to come out of that is that they are going to wrestle on Rampage. I actually want to watch just to see that match because I want to see how they perform and stuff. Yeah. And I really hope that this still leads to something for them. But like you, we all were discussing in our, you know, our Facebook, uh, you know, Messenger chat, show chat. That was just horrible. Like, there's very few things in this world, in the world of wrestling, that actually get me irked and piss me off. But that last night was something that really got me pissed off, and I Dude, it was it was it. it was less than two minutes. It was less. I had to, I I because I didn't watch the show. I just fast forwarded to the point where the Von Erichs were. I passed that shit up three times. That's how. Uh, yeah, small I'm not it was. surprised. That's how small it was for me to find that. Like I'm sitting there watching that last night, and when they cut to commercial after. They do the, you know, the, hey, all hands in. They go, whoa, you know, and I, I'm like, that's it? That's like, it. That was yeah. it. I'm like, and I think I messaged Jovan or something right away. I went in the chat. I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I, I read the chat. Yeah. Like, literally, right after that happened. That was it. That was it. You're yeah. in Von Eric country. They would have gotten a monster pop. You're in a place that these people have not had the opportunity to cheer the Von Erics on a big stage in quite a while. And it would have been people, live. Yeah. And there are people who were, who would have been there from the WCCW <clears throat> days, the fans. I know a lot of people who went there specifically thinking that they were going to see some kind of in ring from the Von Erics because they're fuck. This is a moment that you never think you're going to see again. And that's wrestling history. 
that you fucked over because you didn't give these guys the moment to at least step into the ring to have Dallas once again open their hearts out and fucking love and appreciate the Von Ericks. I think the trailer... It's, it's the, another... It's a Tony Khan thing. I think the trailer for the movie that they've been showing on TV was actually longer than that segment. It is. Yeah. DDJ. And they showed the trailer like three times during the show. So and I was yeah, it, that, it that, feels and like that was they should have been on the show. And yeah. that trailer was better than that god awful segment. Well, dude, this they they try to pack so much shit into an episode of AEW Dynamite <sighs> it just fucks everything up. You know what? Then that that's my issue too. I could have gone without and I, I fucking oh god, this is gonna be terrible. I am a Kenny Omega Mark, admittedly, a Kenny Omega Mark. That shit last night. I could have gone without Uh, that promo being as long as it was, unnecessarily as long as it was. That could have been a backstage fucking promo for us to have gotten the Von Erickson ring. That was mind-numbing. God, it was terrible. And you got Jericho looking like one of the village people in leathers and shit. Like, I don't... (laughs) Hey, that's not that shit, we yeah. don't we don't kink shame, buddy. We love all you leather people out there, man. You know, but um, it, it was it was trash, dude. We don't <laughs> we we didn't need Kenny Omega looking like he's never touched a mic in the last two and a half years with Big Bill, who's never touched a mic in his whole fucking career. Chris Jericho and, he, and Ricky Starks. And you we know who know come go. off looking the best in that little deal? Big Bill. Big Bill. Because he shut the fuck up and looks. Because he's seven foot tall. And, and you, you can't, can't teach, teach that. that. Joseph, you're awful quiet up there, brother. Oh, he didn't watch. Oh, no, I watched it. <laughs> Did you like the Enzo shout out? It was the well, the Enzo line. I wish Enzo would have showed up and just destroyed all four of them on the fucking oh, microphone. Oh, God, I love him on the microphone. And mic, just, just yeah. embarrassed everyone and walked the fuck out. And I would have been thrilled about that instead of watching that utter dog shit episode of Dynamite <laughs> last night. First of all, Von Eric shit. All you guys are correct. Why is, and I said this before, Tony Khan putting the announcement. I have a, a big announcement this week or some surprise and they announce it and you get a backstage vignette that's a minute and fucking 20 seconds with Orange Cassidy. Like, look, no shit to Orange Cassidy, but who gives a flying fuck, dude? Nobody's there to see them. They want to see the Von Erics, right? That's one. Number two, there's a bigger problem in AEW, and it is their show is fucking garbage. <laughs> so they fuck up what could be a really, really big thing with the Von Erics, number one. Number two, this entire fucking tournament is utter dog shit. Number three, this entire fucking storyline with the devil thing is fucking so done. And no, like I don't know anybody who gives a flying fuck about it whatsoever. And when he takes off the mask and it's fucking Jack Perry, you think anyone is going to go give two flying fucks about it? Doesn't this feel a little aces and eights to you guys? I'd rather fucking see yeah, but not good. Yeah, and I don't think Aces and Eights was a really good storyline. I just like, but it just feels really Aces and Eights to me. Like I, I don't even know if they know who's going to be behind the mask when they finally. I think they know. 
Look, I don't think they do. I think you're giving them way too much credit. That's because you're giving them credit, Dennis. Yeah, you're giving them way too much credit there, bro. I but really I'll do. tell you this. The love thing, least... Hold on. Hold on one, real quick. The love affair with AEW is over. That's been and over. Pro- yeah. And proof of No. And proof of it is Warner Brothers looking to sign WWE and be the new home for Raw. And if you think, if anybody thinks, oh, don't worry about it. Hey, they love AEW. No, Warner Brothers likes making money. Yeah, yeah. And if they're not making money from one and they have an opportunity to make money from another, they're going to drop AEW and move on from it and cut their losses. They're letting the fucking inmates run the asylum there. They're letting Tony Khan make piss poor management decisions and signing decisions because let's be real. There's more shit that on paper sounds amazing with AEW, but turns into utter horseshit. Yeah. Uh, Adam Copeland and Christian, absolute dog shit. Not worth it. You have t- two people who want to finish out their fucking careers together and they're feuding over the mid card title and they're doing these fucking bullshit finishes and stuff. Uh, done. Absolute fucking waste of time. The Sting retirement tour. Absolute fucking waste of time. The bullshit bringing the Von Erickson for a minute 20 backstage. Uh, bullshit waste of time. The Continental Classic. Having your top AEW stars fight in a tournament for a mid-card title. Bullshit. I don't even get that shit. Uh, women's division? Never, never, women's division? Yeah, bullshit. Tell me the women's. The only bright spot, and God forgive me for saying this. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> who you're going to say. Because I... I because personally, I am not a fan of hers. You shed on her before on this show. Many Very times. much so. But the character of Timeless Tony Storm is the only watchable women's division anything in AEW right now. Right now, I, I can't too. disagree with you on that. Uh, and 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 that and that's sad because I do like talents like Abaddon and Julia Hart, and I like what they're doing building that. But realistically, the matches aren't there. The talent isn't there. Um, The whole fucking, like I said, the devil storyline thing, it's over and done with. And it it doesn't matter who it's going to be. It really doesn't. It's going to go over like a wet fart in the middle of church on Sunday morning. It's going to be utterly fucking unstable, disgusting, fucking vomit all over yourself. It's not going to be worth it. And the only people that are sticking around are the fucking diehard. I'll do. I'll watch anything the Young Bucks are part of. I'll watch anything Kenny Omega is a part of. Uh, that's really who's sticking around. Look at their fucking crowds. Look at their ticket sales. Don't fucking blow yourself over fucking selling out Wembley. Dude, like the four of us could probably sell out Wembley because... They're so fucking starved for American style wrestling over there at this point because nobody really caters to them. Nobody gives them a big show anymore over there. They fucking wanted it. And guess what? I hate to say it, but part of those tickets were sold on the back of CM Punk. Part of those tickets were sold on the back of Will Ospreay. Now, granted, Will Ospreay is signed to AEW for whatever stupid fucking reason. But, you know, like. So WWE couldn't get them. Pretty much, but like the, the and and New Japan and New Japan, still, and New Japan can still use them. New Japan, yeah. so Cody Khan takes it. How, how's this business decision? 
Tony Khan takes over paying Will Ospreay just so New Japan and AEW can still use him and he won't go to WWE. That's the reality. This isn't a, a fucking, this is, oh, this is the best place for wrestling or anything like that. That It lost its shine, it's losing its audience, and it's losing money at this point. It's going actually, the route of WCW. I actually read, really a, read an article day before yesterday talking about they're going to be down money at the end of 2023. They've lost mm-hmm. money this year. They need to, that article actually says they need to make about a hundred, uh, what? Uh, like 170 million or something. No, they have to make they have to make about a hundred million dollars more than they made this year to actually become profitable. And at the rate they're going with their signings, their budget I mean, most of their uh, the, the I read like 84 million dollars is talent budget. Wow, they're yeah, paying a lot of people a bloated roster, a lot of fucking money, and they don't even and they don't even feature these people. How how much of a contract did fucking Dustin sign? Where the fuck yeah. is he at? What's he doing? Training and people. Why, yep. And why are so many and why are so many talents now actually kind of coming out against AEW? There's a lot of people who are not happy in AEW. Mm-hmm. I don't think Punk was the only one. I think Punk the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I think Punk, Punk was kind was of the, the one that got the, the ball rolling. He started Punk's the, the loudest. Ball. Right. Punk's the loudest and went right to the top. Omega, the Bucks, Hangman, your core foundation of AEW. They didn't like that. They got rid of his ass. And now what are you left with? Well, This bullshit show and product. Well, to me, you kind of kind of piggyback off what you're saying, Joey K, is that, I mean, think about how, how, how bad must it have been for Cody Rhodes who was also part of that core group that founded AEW to leave and go back to the WWE. There had to be something there. I don't know. In Cody's case, dude, I think that was always the plan. I really do. I really felt like it was one of those deals where he was like, I got to go out here and prove my worth. So in, in Cody's case, I feel like his plan was always to go out, show what he could do, and then come back and, you know, shoot his shot. Now, as far as everybody else goes, I think what everybody's finally realizing is we drank the Kool-Aid for a little while, right? We were all excited. It was the the new thing. It's not, it's not, it's not the cookie cutter, pristine, brightly colored world of WWE. It's raw. It's wrestling. It's, it's not sports entertainment. The problem is what WWE actually does the best is manage talent. Well, not only talent, you don't, production, you, you, everything. You don't, you don't, well, I'm just talking about the problem there. Okay. The problem yeah, okay, there is okay, one, okay, I got you. they, they, they don't, they need a human resources director, somebody that's going to step in and handle these situations like a Jim Ross who, probably doesn't do that for AEW, but did it very, very effectively at WWE and WWF because he was the, if they couldn't get it worked out in the locker room, then it had to go up to Jim and then he would go in, sit down and they'd make sure that they got fixed because everybody wants to make money. Now you have three guys that at the beginning of this, yeah, they were top stars, the bucks, Kenny, 
Kenny's always going to be Kenny, but in the sense of where he was when they initially started to where he is now, I'm much more watered down. Kenny Omega, like Jovan said, he's not the same guy that he was in Japan. He's not it's the cleaner. Very, very, he's not the cleaner. He's a very, very different guy. And you have these guys now, they have, they got a little bit of power and they use it effectively in their favor, which isn't really helping not just the business of professional wrestling, but the business of the company that they're working for. There is nobody there, nobody that has the knowledge, the authority, the acumen the vocabulary to run that company. You have a fan who just bought it. You have wrestlers who have never been in any kind of position to lead, manage, supervise, boss, the talent below them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have nobody there that literally knows what they're doing. You have a lot of great wrestling minds and you have a lot of great athletes but you don't have that one guy that goes, all right, this shit's going to stop. Yeah. The show's so running I, too long. We're overbooking. Yeah. We're doing, hold on, hold on, buddy. The show's okay, running yeah, too gotcha. long. We're overbooking. The storylines are muddled. The locker room's a fucking mess. We have a women's division that everybody knows is a joke. All these problems that nobody can fix because nobody there has the qualifications to do it. And Go see ahead, the buddy. biggest, and, and the biggest, re one of the biggest reasons in, you got yeah, I, I listen, you all know I listen to Busted Open a lot, and I think that there's a lot of valid points that get brought up on there and stuff. And one thing that I kind of mm -hmm. heard that was really interesting and stuff was that Tony Khan, yeah, he's he's you know the guy doing all the booking and stuff, but he never he never sat under the tree of like a dusty roads or you know, someone who yeah, and I really like that, and that really Bully Ray said that I agreed with that, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, but one hundred percent. And stuff, you know, and it's just he never sat under the like, you know, Dusty Rhodes or like an Eddie Graham or, you know, uh, he doesn't know the business. It just, and it shows, it shows, it's starting to show. The main Joby? thing, guys, and thanks, Sean, I appreciate that. <laughs> Let me get my five, five minutes on the show right now. But, um, the main thing that I think we're seeing is. The death of AEW is coming pretty fast. And the thing is, the thing that killed, or the thing that actually started AEW, is the same thing that's killing it. And that's Vince McMahon. Vince yeah. is the one, Ooh, is the reason. That, yeah. I kind of see where he's going with this. For AEW being there, because mm. people needed the alternative. People crave the alternative because they got tired of seeing the show made for one. Vince McMahon sells out. WWE gets a new structure. WWE starts doing things by Paul Levesque. We start getting interesting stories. We start seeing what it used to be when Vince was the creative mind in charge of wrestling and not just the old fuck who wanted to see a certain type of thing every week. And now we're saying, wow, this product is getting better. This is actually enjoyable. And now you look back at AEW and you say, this fucking money mark has become Vince McMahon. It's like... It's, they switched. They switched. Yeah. 
it's, it's like, like a freak, uh, it's like freaky friday oh dude can we use a more adult reference it's like two-face when he said you either die the hero or see yourself live long enough to become the villain that's yep. what fucking right. tony khan did i like he that that's too cool. long and he saw himself become the villain that's, that's and, really and don't good. get me wrong, and I that's a really great take, dude. I, I agree with that completely. The thing about AEW is it's like it's not beyond repair. No, it's not. There's still but a lot of great stuff power. there. Just like Vince but didn't want to, he's not gonna do it. There's nobody that can there's just nobody there. There's no lifeline, there's no there's nothing. Hmm. There's nobody there that's gonna be able to step up and go, okay, dude, this is how we fix it. Yeah. He would need and, and the problem is, is if it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the problem uh, is. What I was going to say is that the problem <laughs> is, is if AEW fails, Ring of Honor's gone too, kids. Ring of Honor's Ring of Honor. dead. It's not Ring of Honor. It's. I know, it's I, but anymore. I mean, just even the concept, even the concept of Ring of Honor, it's gone. The bastardized version of Ring of Honor. Final Ring battle tomorrow Honor. night, by the way. Ring of Honor died when me and pick. Joey K were at that show. <laughs> yeah, we were at we were at the fucking death knell. <laughs> yeah, we were there. And I'm going to bring this up real quick too. Do you know who benefits the most from all of this? And it's not who you think it is. Who? Who? TNA. Oh. Mm. T. It just makes TNA's product look that much more polished, that much better. Because it is. It is. It's because it Scott Demore knows the business. If you took Scott Demore and put him in charge of AEW talent, tell me that product would not be considerably better. I can't say I can't say if, if Scott, anything against that. If Scott had the if he had the keys to AEW and was left alone to run it the way it needed to be run without any interference from that curly-headed fuck. <laughs> he could turn that company around. I believe that. He's kept he's kept fucking TNA going 25 years, Look, right? He survived years, 25 years. He survived Dixie Carter, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. Yep. Bischoff and Billy now Corgan. The main event mafia. He also survived Billy, Billy Corgan. Corgan. And now they're making this great return to TNA back and, to a yeah, recognizable yep. brand. And they're also getting ready to put money into the, their production, their studios, everything. Like they're getting ready to upgrade. All they all TNA needs, they just need that state, that network, that network that most every cable one, provider. Right. Yeah, they gotta gets. be on the right network. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They right. gotta get on, they gotta get off access TV. I'm gonna tell you this, man. The AEW dark side of the ring is going to rival the UFW or the U, whatever the fuck. UWF? UWF. UWF. It's going to rival that episode, man, because we're going to find out about the alleged usage of one booker in that company and how it may or may not have linked up to Mr. Cocaine Cowboy Boots. Yeah. I think. But, gentlemen, we're going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. DJ was yeah, with. I keep going on this. What I was going to oh, say, DDJ brought up Busted Open. The one thing that Bully Ray said, another thing that he said that I thought was really good, and I'm like, you guys know that I think Bully Ray is kind of full of himself, 
But he the is. guy's just brutally honest, and I'm always going to respect him for that. He is, yeah. The, way he, the one thing that he said that stuck with me from that episode was, Tony Khan is a matchmaker. Yep. He yep. is not yep. a booker. Yeah. He's everybody playing these wrestling video games at home. You put the guys in there that you want to play with. You want to see your big stars go at it. But that's great for a year or two because we're going to see the matchups that we've never seen before. It's fantastic. Yeah. When you want to see your, you know, once in a lifetime forbidden door matches. Yeah, that's fucking amazing because we don't see that a lot. But then when that's the only thing you get every week and week out and then only certain people are always winning. And for some reason, John Moxley has to hold every title that your company has ever put out. It makes He's no the biggest sense. Part of the guy. I mean, God forbid they try to build somebody else up like Swerve Strickland, who was on the way. And that loss to Moxley is not going to hurt him because that crowd was faithfully behind him. Mm-hmm. But if any match in that whole fucking tournament deserved to go to a time limit draw, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And there's your updated Gold League standings as of right now. Yeah, it's bullshit. The jobbers and your top guys. I mean, that's where everybody knows. It, uh, it reminds me of the, the a- AWA fucking last swing and miss tournament it don't make any oh fucking god yeah <laughs> it don't make any Look, fucking sense to me here's here's really what's gonna know. happen when AEW ends the main story is gonna be and this is when the wrestling world learn that your average fucking fan can't be a promoter and booker and run an entire company because yeah. that's right. what it he's is got the money dude he's got the money to hire somebody there's people out there that could do it yeah. He just, as much he, as these he shits just really, on the product, as much as these shits on the product, fuck, I'm really questioning who the fuck I am right now. As much as he shits on the product, I cannot sit here and tell you I don't think AEW would benefit would would not benefit from having Cornet with. <laughs> Double cheeseburger. Dude, I mean, if there's a look, don't get me wrong, Cornette's Cornette, dude. There's a lot of shit he says that I don't agree with. But you tell me anybody else that's alive today that has the wrestling mind of Jim Cornette. That can I, probably legitimately go in there and flip shit. Yeah, he's he, he's, he, he's, he's outdated and a little he's outdated and a little antiquated and not politically correct at all. But well, there's not, but if it's not Cornette, there's only one other option. Oh Jesus! There is. Okay, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Paul yeah, Heyman and Jim Cornette are the two people that have, and and I'm not gonna talk business acumen for Paul Heyman. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> Paul Heyman's handshake. He's pretty good now. Legendary. You, but you know what? Let Tony Khan run the business end of things. Let Paul Heyman or Jim Cornette be your fucking, you know. You're, you're the wrestling guy. That's the wrestling mind. That's the fucking brain, wrestling brain that keeps everything moving and the pieces flowing and make the show right. That Those two are probably two of the only people right now that could really write that ship, give you interesting product, and have Tony run a business and keep the money flowing, keep the talent coming in. Here's what we need. Okay, here's the money for it, and do it that way. It would if be successful. If they would let Heyman do his thing there, Jesus Christ, that's 
that's mm-hmm. that becomes the alternative. It it becomes what it should have been mm-hmm. if they let Paul Heyman do what is fundamental and actually make it about the wrestling. Mm-hmm. And let me say this real quick to the businessman comment. You got to remember, man, Vince McMahon was a millionaire. Eric Bischoff was backed by a billionaire. Paul Heyman kept that on, on no budget. No, I mean, he made what he had, maybe a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank by the time WCW let him go. Everything that happened there, yeah, it was bad business, and yeah, people didn't get paid and people got fucked. But dude, when you're competing with two fucking Goliaths with unlimited capital, and to this day, we're still talking about ECW, very correct. So the fact that he was able to do that, knowing that he did not have a bank account, so you can't, dude, he took a shot and he missed. That's that happens in business. No, I'm not no. talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, the Dudleys and Dreamer and Taz and Raven still being owed money to this day because they weren't getting paid. Yeah. And yes, and I understand your point on that, but I just mean, yeah, you know, here's the thing. Heyman said, and I, and I use this quote in my regular life, accentuate the positive, hide the negative. Yep. That's what he was great right. with on a shoestring budget, right? In the, in the in the in the in that in the heyday middle of the big ECW run when they were fucking, they were the thing people were talking about, right? And I get that, but we don't need him to run a business on top of being the promoter and booker. Let him be the booker. Let him be the creative control person, and let Tony Khan run the business. I don't think Tony Khan's a bad business person. He has the funds. He has the capital. He has money. He's just got unlimited capital. Yeah, man. I right. Mean, so let him handle that side, but have a cornet. Have have a Heyman. You know, I mean, goddamn, if Impact were to go under, hire Scott Demore. Jesus fucking Christ. There's another person who would greatly, if he had, the thing is, you guys talk about Impact now TNA again so highly. And like you just said, like Heyman didn't have the budget to go against, you know, Goliath, and neither does neither does yeah. TNA. They don't have the budget to go against WWE or AEW. It's the same fucking thing. And they don't. But they make smart decisions with the talent to keep it interesting. Yeah. To keep for sure product fresh, to keep it moving. I can't argue that. That's what is needed for AEW. Unfortunately, I don't think it's ever going to happen. You're never going to have somebody like that. You're never going to have the fan of Tony Khan, the fan that's in Tony Khan, turn around and go, uh, okay, yeah, I could definitely use some help in this. And it's going to drive that ship into the ground. And and here's what's going to happen. Eventually, and it's going to happen, without a doubt, because everything that goes up has got to come down, right? That's just a fact. Uh-huh. The whole world is going to turn on Tony Khan and his sensitive little Twitter ass. Immediately when that happens and everybody completely starts shitting on him, he's going to do what every businessman does. When he has a product that isn't making money. He's going to sell it. And you just got to hope that whoever purchases it 
and I don't see him selling to Endeavor or anybody that's affiliated with WWE because he's just not going to do that. He'll let it burn to the ground and fucking disappear before that happens. But if somebody is willing to come in, pay the money. I mean, it. pro wrestling is so fucking mainstream right now, dude. I mean, more than any other time in my life, it is, it is literally on every night of the week. Every night of the week. Yeah. You have streaming services. You have Honor Club. You have GCW. You have all these different companies. You literally can go anywhere you want and watch YouTube right now. Somebody is going to come along and see AEW as an asset. Tony Khan is going to eventually realize this is way more than I bargained for. And he's going to sell it. Somebody's going to buy it. And hopefully... It's somebody that has the intelligence to know I got to bring people in that know what they're doing. Period. Well, gentlemen, we have crossed over our hour mark. Um, Hodgepodge. We did it without talking about NXT. Sadly, we did have some good NXT content to get to. Dude, don't do that. It was an actually good show. We had a good topic. That was my plan the whole time. Oh, no, I know. You and Joey wouldn't shut up, so we didn't get to it. But that's okay. Hey, you it's your guys' show. We're just fucking here. It's called Accentuating oh, the Positives and Hiding the Negative. <laughs> you guys want to talk NXT and TNA and all that. We hide the negatives. Yeah, well. But, hey, I admit it. I actually watched something of NXT. I mean, that's not a count. We did, we did talk a little NXT. Okay, well, great, man. Offshoot, who wants to start? It's our final thought segment. It's the inmates are running the asylum tonight. You guys do what you want. Who wants to start with the final start. thoughts? Go ahead, I'll buddy. S- since I since I was unavailable last week. Sean, let's get the popcorn. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, let me get comfortable, dude, because this is going to take a minute. I just, now, uh, you may think I'm going to talk about the Eagles losing to the Cowboys on Sunday night. And I'll touch on that shortly. But first and foremost, <laughs> just because he is such a big fan, I have to bring up, I love, and I don't think there's anybody that would disagree that WWE has jumped on the let's blur the lines of kayfabe again with Seth Rollins and CM Punk. I don't think there's anybody who can deny that that was a fucking great bit of work on Monday Monday night. I don't think anybody can everybody. A lot of people were shitting on Punk for his first promo back on Raw. Okay, I get it. It was very PG. It was very team. But I loved his promo on SmackDown, the follow like that follow up. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. That was solid work. Um. Everybody saying, oh, but I, I I, read on the dirt sheets that he had to sign an NDA and he can't talk about AEW. I'm pretty sure he fucking dropped a real good comment about who would be comfortable working, being in a workplace where people randomly punch each other in the face backstage. There's no end. You just can't do that. 20, yeah, you just can't do that in 2023. I'm just saying there's no NDA. Dirt sheets are just that. They're bullshit. They're made up. They're fun little things that people enjoy. And every now and then somebody fucking strikes gold and gets something right. 
and all of a sudden they're a fucking insider. Well, guess what, folks? They're not. They don't know shit about fuck when it comes to wrestling and what's really going on and who's doing anything. That's just the plain That's the light of the night, dude. They don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the truth. The whole punk situation in general, there was so much shit brought out against punk. And guess what? I think time's going to tell. Like, we just spent the last 20-plus minutes shitting on AEW's product right now and and how that company is being run specifically. I don't think Punk was the problem. I think he 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 was a part of a problem, but Punk I don't think he was the problem. He was not the problem. And more time will go on, and I think everybody's going to see that very clear. And congrats to WWE for fucking going, let's just fucking start this thing off and give them what they want right fucking now. And now you're going to have, tell me when the last time, when was the last time you had such a great fucking build to WrestleMania before the Royal Rumble? Yeah. I would love, I would love to know. And, and don't count the money in the bank shit. Cause everybody knows the money in the bank's always there, but, I can't think of another time where there was a great buildup that started pre-Rumble to something that is going to have a huge blow-off and can be a huge main event of WrestleMania. Most likely, main event if, uh, night one of WrestleMania. Punk versus Rollins for the world title? I mean, come on. I like I think, that yeah. they did that. So I think for me, because I'm out. I can't. I'm on my final thought, bud. Oh, sorry. I was going to actually back up your point, but okay. You can you can back me up in your thought. Throw it in there. Give me a little love there. But I think they're handling that whole situation a thousand times better than AEW has. Because they're, let, they're letting Punk and Rollins address the fucking elephant in the room where AEW does it. And don't, don't give me the bullshit of, oh, it's real clever of Moxley having something printed on his fucking sweatshirt when he walks through the crowd. Like, that's kind of that's kind of shitty and childish instead of really coming out and being an adult and saying, well, we're going to make some fucking money off this. Nobody's making money off Moxley, you know, saying, you know, fucking garbage or whatever on his, on his sweatshirt as a fucking, oh, look at the veiled threat at Punk for that. Dude, Moxley, dude, Moxley's king shit of fucking child mountain right now. Because that's what it is. That place is run by children. So don't, you know, take your fucking hot dog and handshake and go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> you're the you're the fucking top dog of like the, you know. Dude, it's being the fucking smartest kid in a slow class. Like, let's be real. Like, that's that's really what that is to me. So that's part one of my final thought and part two. Oh boy. That's just heat, baby. That's just heat. Congrats to Jovan. Here we go. For the Dallas Cowboys win in Dallas. It was a good game. Good for them. They did what they needed to do. They made it a good race for the NFC East, but they're still Four games left in the regular season. And y'all still can't beat Philly at home in Philly 
and you <laughs> still can't beat the fucking 49ers. So anybody who's out there crowning the Cowboys like this is our year or back on your fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> back on your as as I recall, didn't Dallas struggle with Seattle too? A fucking six and seven team. Dallas Dallas is not all about the big blowouts. Maybe against like you know the fucking Jets or something. Cool, but let's be real. Let's pump those brakes, stat patters. Dak's not the fucking guy. He's not getting you to the promised land. It ain't happening this year. And you know what? Hell, it might not be the birds this year, but god damn it, I know for sure it ain't gonna be the cowboys. So fuck you very much. <laughs> I knew it. There we go. Wait, the floor is yours. Hey, right, who wants to go next? I actually I'll go, man, because I don't really have anything. Um truthfully, really don't. Uh and there's Sean's final thought. It was a good, like, well, no, dude. My final thought was like, I like good discussion tonight. Was great discussion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like, I feel I'm really proud of what we're doing. The content we're putting out the last six, seven, eight weeks has been probably some of the best stuff we've done. And that's, you know, not just, you know, belief in my own talents, but belief in your guys's too. And the fact that we can step it up when we need to step it up. I like that because there's a lot of shit going on that needs a voice and we might not be the voice of the voiceless, but. Oh, Javon should go next after that. The voice oh, of no. the voiceless. <laughs> Dennis, or do you, what was your final thoughts, sir? Um, I just, you know, as you guys, well, you guys know, because, you know, I keep you guys up to date on, you know, things that are going on and stuff, because I consider you all brothers, but um, I got really sick over the weekend. Like, in fact, my whole family did. Started with my son uh, about a week, a little over a week ago, then it hit my wife, and then it hit me over on Sunday and stuff, and that, and it's just, this weekend kind of really showed me, like, you know, how great, you know, be, you know, being part of a family really is because you kind of see, you know, everybody, you know, people stepping up when, you know, like the others down, like when my son and wife were sick, you know, I stepped up as like, Hey, hon, are you okay? Do you need anything? You know, Matt, you know, Matthew's playing down or playing on his iPad stuff. Like, do I need to go to the store and get him something? You know, the night he got, he really started getting sick. Crystal's like, hey, can you go run to Meyer and get this and this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just tell me what you need. Boom, I got it. And then when I got sick, you know, my wife stayed home to take care of me because I was pretty out of it for a couple of days and and stuff. And she didn't want me being by myself. And it's just like if I needed her for something, she'd take care of it and stuff. And it's just, just man, it's just it was a reminder of how lucky I am to be to have the people in my life that I do because. Like I said, my wife and I, we may not always see eye to eye or get along, you know, and everything like that. But you know what, though? It's kind of nice to know that you always got at least that one person that when you ain't feeling good or things you ain't having the best day or the chips are down, that there's someone that has your back. So just this past weekend was kind of a reminder of how cool this fa- the thing that we call family and married life actually can be. 
Beautiful, bud. Thank you. Real, real, real purdy. All right, Giovanni. Ah. Finish off. Finish this off. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, what a week, right? It's been a good week of wrestling. It's been a good week just in general. We're getting closer to the holidays. Kind of makes you reflect on what's important in life. And like Dennis said, family is always going to be the main thing. Um, you know, kind of, I kind of taken a lot of time in this past week to reflect. And like Joey K said, yes, Cowboys beat Philadelphia, which honestly, it was going to happen. Philly is slumping right now, which they do every season. They always have their two or three game skid where they slump, and if a good team comes in or a team that's hot, it's going to happen. Um, now everybody knows Philly's. You know, next couple of games. They're going to go through what we went through in the beginning. So Philly very well can go on a run and end up, you know, right where they need to be. Um, Very likely. Dallas does have a bit of a tougher schedule coming up. So cards on the table, playing where they lie. Who knows where we're going to be. We're one win away from securing a playoff victory. And I know you guys know that I've said it all the time. Just make it to the dance. That's all I want. Just make it to the dance. I don't care what happens. I just want to be there. Because you never know. You catch a team. Yeah, you yep. get yourself in, and you have a chance to yep. keep playing until you get taken right out. Right team gets hot, baby. Yep. And so on that end, you know, hey, I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm not one of these guys that's, you know, every year is our year kind of dude. Um. I jokingly tell people I work with that I've been used to uh, the letdown because I've been waiting since the 90s for a championship caliber team. And we got screwed up one year because of a catch that was made, but the guy was too athletic for it to be named a catch then. But now it's actually would have been called a catch. (laughs) Yeah, now it's a catch. And Jovan, speaking of letdowns, that's beautiful, Dennis. I love how you fucking interrupt everybody's goddamn last thought, but nobody interrupts yours, and you put that bullshit up when I'm trying to be fucking nice, sincere, in a great fucking mood to end this goddamn episode, and you do that bullshit? I don't know why I fucking come here anymore. I really don't. I have to sit here and get reamed in the fucking ass for the first 30 goddamn minutes of this bullshit show. Then at the end, this jackass throws up fucking evil just like it's nothing. Well, you know what, man? Let's make another joke at your fucking greatest fucking mistake. Throw that bitch out there again. This bitch fucking like nobody else makes mistakes in their goddamn lives but me. So you know what? No. Fuck being happy at the new year. Fuck taking all this time to fucking reflect and be happy and you know hey we're in a real good fucking spot because that's very fucking pc and that's what we try to do at the end we try to leave you off with a nice fucking well my family's doing fine after having shits the whole goddamn week you know what no fuck all of you fuck philadelphia fuck cm punk i don't give a fuck if they don't like it fuck them all dude
Don't forget to tune in next week for our Christmas episode. <laughs> Legends of the Ring Sting, man. This is a great figure, old school figure. Looks great. It's Sting! Old school Sting from WCW. Guys, you know us. Three-fourths of the shooting shit team. And we're here with... A listener just like you guys, this is Jimmy from Super Powers Comics. My friend of 20, almost 20 years. Yeah. He's known him since you were 12. If you know people in Chicago, you probably know Dennis because he knows half the town, of course. But, shooters, if you need action figures, comics, wrestling memorabilia, we just showed you Sting. Super Powers Comics. We'll put up their QR code so you can get a good look at everything they have coming. Give it a shot, shooters. Get your superpowers on and get your comments from our friend Jimmy who listens just like you. Attention wrestling fans and fans of Shootin' Shit Podcasts. You can now be one of the cool kids by going to ProWrestlingTees.com and buy the official Shootin' Shit t-shirt. Buy it now, and be there at ringside. Be sure to check us out on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-G-S-H-T. Find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash groups slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. Check us out on TikTok at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-I-T. And you can buy your official shooting shit shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T. And thanks for watching.